VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You heard it. I'm RJ, and it's a big, big Monday. We'll recap all the weekend football action, sharing what the Vegas pros learned, because knowing that truth gives you power. Bottom of the hour, Colin Cowherd had a take today about Notre Dame. Oh, boy, was he wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm joined here in Vegas by two pregame pros. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, and with all the college knowledge, Brad Powers, I'm R.J. Bell, and this is a personal promise I make each day to you. If you bet on sports, you can't afford not to listen, and every sports fan will enjoy what the others are missing, and we're joined each day by the voice of the fan, Jonas Knox. Thanks, RJ. And yes, we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote, as we do every single day here on Straight Out of Vegas, Monday through Friday. We start off the show with the Vegas perspective on the biggest sports story of the day, and we start with the New England Patriots making a statement as they blow out the Miami Dolphins 38-7 to at Foxborough on Sunday. And I'll tell you this, Jonas, I think this is an example of the public overreacting to the win. Meaning, and we said this all week last week, if the Patriots lose this game, it is a big, big story because they would have been down significantly in the division. It would have been off a loss, and in that case, off two losses, which they do exceptionally well off losses, the Pats do. In fact, since 2002, the Pats have not lost three straight games, 9-0 straight up, 8-1 against the spread, going for that third loss. They don't let that happen. But they have an outstanding record off of any losses. 
So when you got the Pats off a loss in a must-win game, or at least a high-stakes game, you expect a really good performance. We got a mighty, mighty good performance from the Pats. But let's take a breath and ask ourselves, where are we four weeks in, a quarter into the season? Well, we're pretty much where we expected to be. I mean, if you would have said over, under two wins, I would have made a gigantic bet on the over for the Pats in the first four games. But if you would have said over, under two and a half, so now two loses and it's three, yeah, I'd still go over, but not by that much. And and the reason being, the Pats treat September like an extended preseason. What they do year in and year out, especially since the new agreement with the union decreases the amount of practice, is what the Patriots do is they give up a small percentage chance of winning. They decrease their chance of winning a little bit, a little bit in September in order to increase it significantly in December and January. That's my take, which is, wow, it could have been a catastrophe But the truth of the situation four games in is the Pats are good, but not great. And they're past the tough part of the season for them, specifically the early part of the season. So, Fez, let's start. How much are you upgrading as a professional, as an NFL expert? What is your takeaway on the Pats win? I think there's reason for optimism. I've got the Patriots now my number two team in the NFL. All right, so number one, the Rams, obviously. You're telling me Patriots favored on a neutral against Kansas City? Yes. Ooh, by how many points? It'd be real close. So, Jonas, the voice of the fan, and that's our nice way of saying squares sometimes. <laughs> right? Sometimes. Amateur, if you will. Yeah. Is if Kansas City were even money on a neutral against New England, who are you playing? Kansas City. At this point, I don't know how you could pick against them. Yeah, I think most fans would. But again, that's why the pros do one thing and the fans do another. No doubt about that. Fez, when we look at I do think coming into this Thursday game, now at home against the Colts, what line are you seeing? About 10? Yep. So that opened about 7.5. So money, money, money on the Patriots up to 10 against Andrew Luck now. Short week after a long, you know, uh, hey, you know, actually, that's interesting. It's off a ties, this stat, so it won't be applicable here. But, boy, it's almost applicable. When you've got a road game after a tie, the teams do really poorly. Now you've got almost a tie, so it's not quite that last minute of the game. But how much time was left with that final score? Seconds. Yeah. So it was almost like the effort of a tie for the Colts meaning that extra 10 minutes, and now it's on the road, but it's on the road with half the rest, three days instead of six. Boy, I can see why there's Pat's money. Home run spot for the Patriots. I think if you're going to bet that Thursday night, I would lay the 10 now. So not so much a home run spot for the Patriots, rather a horrible spot for the Colts. Correct. Now, I think there are a few things other than just winning the game that makes the Patriots better next week than this week. Uh, Josh Gordon... Their running back situation, uh, and also Edelman. Run those down. Yeah, so rookie running back Sony Michelle has been a big disappointment. Finally had a nice game, 100-yard rush, 
Last game, reason for optimism going forward, trending upwards. Okay, so just when you say last game, you mean yesterday, first good game of the year. And what did you see from Josh Gordon? Like what I saw, got targeted twice, caught both passes, had some really nice blocks, and the team was really embracing him. Good chemistry. Okay, lastly, Edelman's back. I think it's huge. I think he's worth at least a point because those receivers are so compromised. Brady needs Edelman. And here's what I would say. Literally last week, and again, very disappointing, obviously, understatement against the Lions, no real playmakers. Now I think you could make the case this week or certainly next week. Imagine Edelman, maybe one game of rust. So plus one more, he's going to be in good place, you think, you think. Gordon then would be playing his third game. At least as long as Gordon stays on the reservation, as they say, you'd be looking at the Pats going from zero playmakers to two without rookie running back being the wild card. Absolutely. Guys, next here on Straight Out of Vegas, we go to the Vegas lead and we turn to Sunday night football. We're at Heinz Field. The Ravens take care of the Steelers on Sunday night, 26 to 14. Now, listen, I'm a Steelers fan. I do remain objective. But let me ask, Jonas, you and then we'll. Go to Fez on this. If I told you or asked you how good are the Steelers' defensive players, so forget how well the team has played as a team, look at it like a fantasy kind of defense or pro football focus style with the rankings, would you say that, and let's keep this simple, would you say they at least have average players? I would say average, about average. Yeah. I would make the case if you're doing it 1 to 100, they have 62, meaning I think significantly better than average, but 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 not. Right, maybe let's do a grading system. I think they're clearly C plus, if not B minus. Fez, what would you say? Yeah, I would agree slightly above average in terms of personnel and D. So slightly above. Boy, that doesn't seem. I mean, if you think about it, Hayward, Hayward, I think just came out as the 17th best player in football on the NFL Network. One, you got two it on the line. You got T.J. Watt. You got Dupree, you got Hayden, you got Burns. Again, I'm not saying these guys have been playing great. I'm saying the pedigree of these players is mighty good. Now, where do you put the Steelers' defense? I'll start with you, Jonas. Where do you put the Steelers' defense, uh, let's say, 1 to 32? I would put them at about early teens, 13, 14. What? About there. You think yeah. they're an above-average defense? Uh, I, I, would, I would say, uh, well... I would yeah, I would put them at like 13, 14, because they did make adjustments in that second How half last night. How can we bet night. this? <laughs> I, I, I would find a way to bet it. They did make adjustments last night that I would be encouraged if I were a Steeler fan. But from a, you know, here's here's and and this is something that I wanted to throw at you guys because this is the difference between what you why you guys are the sharps and we're the fans. I think a lot of us fans and media have a hard time getting it out of our minds that the Steelers, who we've always viewed as a top five defense and built on defense and running the ball, they're not that team anymore. And I think a lot of people have a hard time coming to grips with that. Really, I think it could be. I think some maybe. But I also think there's another side to it, which is when you're so used to seeing a team play well on defense, when they don't, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, so, the first half but, was awful for Pittsburgh. But let's, let's, Fez, let's get to the question again, which is where do you rank the Steelers' D1-32? to I'd put it all the way down to 24 after getting torched by Flacco last night. Yeah, I would agree. So let's assume Fez is right and Jonas isn't. 
Best bat, best bat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lock. It's truly a lock. We don't say there's locks. No. What is it then? It's got to be team chemistry. But isn't Tomlin the guy that's supposed to be have great team chemistry, but maybe not as great with the X's and O's? I think it's either finally kind of the idea of, okay, let the players be themselves, and that's what the new generation wants. Maybe that's what they want. Or maybe it's just the D.C. who was handpicked, groomed for years. Maybe the D.C. just isn't up to the X's and O's in the modern NFL. I mean, Fez, but I look at that team, and I think top five offense for the Steelers in the NFL, you know, between four, five, and six, even without Le'Veon Bell, but that defense is bottom quarter, and I don't know how it gets better because they're not really beat up. I mean, obviously Shazier's out from last year, so I'm very skeptical of this Steelers team. All right, quickly, and this isn't a typical Vegas conversation, but it's a big enough story. Let's run through it. Jonas, voice of the fans. What did you think of this Earl Thomas situation? Specifically, what surprised me was a lot of people on Twitter. Now, this didn't surprise me. Very pro player. See, that validates his attitude about playing out his contract. He should have got a contract early. Blah, blah, blah. You disagree. Yeah, I disagree. He got a four-year, $40 million contract four years ago. He's That's the, not enough. Uh, yeah, of course. Come on. Yeah, of course. He's in that. Well, well, not the, for the Fezzik. Not for Fezzik. He's got a mansion and a yacht, right? Four, four <laughs> years, $40 million. That's, you know, that's Keno money for him. But um, for Earl Thomas... He got a four-year, $40 million contract. He's in the final year of his contract. The Seahawks have not wanted to extend him. They've not wanted to to broach the idea of extending him at this point. And for some reason, they're the bad guys because they're making a business decision. And unfortunately, he suffered an injury. And then he gives them the middle finger when he's being carted off the field. But everybody's yeah, rallying which, around again, him. That, that's a personal character yeah, issue. Or, or not, right? Who knows what's really going on? Obviously, it didn't look good. By the way, you were talking about Fez. At no point would Earl Thomas say, I'm already a multi-millionaire. It's not enough. It's not enough. Here's what I'll say in closing, and we'll probably get into this kind of discussion come April and May when there's not so many football games or March Madness. But here's what I'll say. Every time without fail, the owners honor the contract. Some of you guys might say, Oh, but why do, why do they cut him? Because that's an option in the contract. You don't have to sign it. All your money can be guaranteed. That's what Cousins was able to negotiate. Negotiate it. Great. Or the collective agreement say, oh, there shouldn't be this or, or, or you shouldn't be able to franchise tag. Okay, negotiate it. But every decision the owners make, everyone follows the letter of the law. And then to ask the players to do that is somehow, I'm not saying sometimes it's not going to go against the players or sometimes they don't deserve better, but let's start that when they do think they deserve better, they are breaking a deal when the owners never do. And I'm no owner fan, I promise you, but come on, let's talk honestly about this. When we come back, Brad Powers, college football, and we're going to be talking about how good is Notre Dame. That's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas!
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a moment, we will get into the best game of the weekend in football right here on Straight Out of Vegas. Every day we bring Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. 89 degrees and the neon is flowing. By the way, we talked, teased Notre Dame. We're actually going to wait till right after the bottom of the hour to talk about the Irish because we've got a Colin Cowherd contradiction. CCC. (laughs) I can't wait for that. Uh, Guys, the game of the weekend in football was Penn State, Ohio State. Ohio State, a dramatic come-from-behind win at Penn State on Saturday night, 27-26 the final for the Buckeyes. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. What was your main takeaway from the game? No, number one, you got to give credit to Ohio State. I mean, keep in mind, middle of the fourth quarter, Buckeyes down 12. You can bet in game, you know, during the game. It's called in game live wagering. At that point, Penn State to win the game, a minus 350 favorite. So, Buckeyes, significant underdogs. So, like 20% chance the Buckeyes win. Yeah, at that point, middle of the fourth quarter. Buckeyes get a couple of late drives, great uh, catches by a couple of wide receivers, made some significant plays. They get the win. Kudos for the Buckeyes. Did not, did not cover. Did not cover the three-and-a-half-point spread, RJ. Now, you had a best bet on the under. That one was easy. Yeah, I didn't have – well, I did have to worry a little bit. At the end, <laughs> Ohio State scored was going to go for two to make it a three-point game, and I was worried about Penn well, State. Well, listen, if you're worried about overtime in yeah. college, you're going to – you're never safe. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. That's actually – and this is a great teaching moment. That's why – People like Jonas, the squares, <laughs> they love the over. Because in the over, you're never out of it. With the under, you're never safe. Mm. Uh-huh. And, and, you're pay, and you pay a price for that, Jonas. Yeah, but it's also the, it also has more of a positive outlook on the game. You don't have to bring so much negativity into it. I want both teams to score. I want everybody to be happy, and I just want to get paid. That's how I look at it. I'm trying to bring That's a smile. Good. Yeah, That's pretty good. I mean, if I, if I didn't know you, it would be convincing. Right. Now, no, that's true, actually. There is, it's not fun to root for, oh, I hope he catches this. Run, run, run. Okay, strip him, strip him. And then you're always hoping, like, yeah, get out to the 50, then punt. Oh, I can't stand watching games with the under. <laughs> I see the point, right? I see why the Joes and Jonas does that. <laughs> Last thing about the Buckeyes. I think, and we were talking about this before the show, I think the defense to play against, now listen, they're going to be over a touchdown against hosting Michigan, the Buckeyes, over a touchdown on the road at Michigan State. Yep. Nothing else within double digits. Nope. Uh, even the projected Big Ten championship. What would be Ohio State, what, Wisconsin right now? Yeah, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Buckeyes, at least a touchdown, if not a 10-point favorite. Okay. Doesn't mean those are all wins, but yep. it means clear wins. Now, they would be significant underdogs against Alabama, maybe upwards of 10 points. I think you're right about the defense. What you saw with this defense 
isn't ready for the primest of prime times. Yeah, and it's two specific games. It's the biggest games Ohio State's played so far. TCU, where the Buckeyes allowed 500-plus yards. And the alarming thing is, TCU since that game, last two weeks haven't done anything against Texas and Iowa State. That's TCU's offense. And then last week, Buckeyes... Defense against Penn State allow a school record to Trace McSorley. Yes, Penn State only scored 26 points, but moving the football wasn't an issue for the Nittany Lions. Oh, last thing. Oh. Thanks. Ah. You know, it's kind of nice being a Steelers fan. Now, not so much today, right, but six Super Bowls. And a Buckeye fan, Jonas. I can't lie. Yeah, you don't know what it's like to be broke. That's that must be <laughs> must be a nice feeling. Um, that is true. Yeah, uh, guys, let's next go here on Straight Out of Vegas to Death Valley, where Clemson, third ranked in the country, lost their starting quarterback and nearly lost the game, but did survive a four point win over Syracuse. Now, let's be honest, Brad. You've had a shine, we'll call it a shine, for Clemson. You said on Straight Out of Vegas Weekend Edition. Before we got upped into prime time, you said, uh, I think if the quarterbacks were the same on both teams, that Clemson is better than <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, I retract that. I said that statement several times. I My know. Goodness. Yeah, I was trying I to was, be generous. I was wrong. <laughs> no. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, I was wrong on Notre Dame. But, but <laughs> that, hey, listen, honest, honest. Pro betters are right 55%. What did you get wrong about Clemson? You know, uh, the defense for Clemson, I thought would be clearly top two in the country, if not the best. I thought coming in the season, Clemson's defensive front, not only the best this season, maybe the best defensive line we've seen in college football in at least a decade. They Clemson's defense, second game of the season, gives up 500 yards to Texas A&M. Struggled with this Syracuse team this week. Defensively, I haven't been impressed at all. That's Brad Powers. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas Fox Sports Radio. One more question about Clemson. I was listening to a couple people talk about this, how Clemson's had like four or five highly recruited quarterbacks leave in the last like 12 or 14 months. Yep. And the guy who came in that was the backup and played pretty well is like a three-star recruit. And what they were talking about and I think it was uh, the Solid Verbal podcast, they actually do a good job with college, is you've got to be smart if you're an Alabama or a Clemson where you've got your couple of five-star guys at quarterback. Let them fight it out. Darwin in. Only one survives. Okay, he's your starter. Other ones are going to probably want to leave, but now you get that rock-solid Brian Greasy-type three-star guy behind to back up. Do you do you see the wisdom of that? Totally agree with that. I'm stunned that you see a lot of these institutions, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, five-star, five-star, five-star recruit year after Which year. Which is fine, but you better have that second tier, too. Exactly. Otherwise, you got nothing. Guys, uh, before we get to another near upset in college football, we do want to let you know we are brought to you by Geico here on Straight Out of Vegas. Everybody's got a to-do list, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could say, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It may just be the most rewarding to-do you do today. We stay in the Big Ten. 
as 14th-ranked Michigan went on the road and survived a scare against one-win Northwestern, Michigan pulling out a three-point win on Saturday. We don't like Michigan here. You got 12 <laughs> seconds to discuss this game. Yeah, I mean, very concerning Michigan Ten. offense. Uh, obviously, a national championship-level defense for the Wolverines, but offensive issues continue against solid defensive teams. I heard something else that made a ton of sense. They said when a good, let's say from number 5 to number 20 school, not a top, top tier, not a playoff school, but just out of there, has a great D, and then an offense driven by scrambling and athleticism, where break a play now and again, kind of a you know long touchdown pass you didn't expect. Do those teams do well when they outman the other teams? Mm. But against the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, those teams really struggle because the speed on the defense stops those broken plays. And since they can't really sustain a drive, do you think Michigan's the type of team because Harbaugh is a bully. Let's start there. Harbaugh is a bully. So he wants to run it up against these lesser teams. But even beyond that, it's the idea of, how do I want to say this? That that they can break those plays against even, let's say, the 30th best team Michigan can. But against the elite teams, the offense is non-existent. If you gave me those parameters and asked me what school fits the bill for this, I would have said Michigan immediately. That is Michigan not only this year. That but is Michigan it, but the ha- last four years. That's what Harbaugh. we've seen, right? Yeah. So in a weird way, they're kind of a play on because he's a bully. And also, and I haven't said this, but others about Harbaugh. He smells. There's a lot of negativity about Harbaugh. But the fact of the matter is, I think in certain spots as a favor with the physical edge, it's worth it, to, to or at least you want to look to back Michigan. But against the elites, I don't think you can. Agree. All right. In just one minute, we're going to continue with college football and discuss Notre Dame. Colin Cowherd had a take, and Vegas is contradicting it. That all coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. But for the latest from around the world of sports is Isaac Lohenkron. Good afternoon, Jonas. As we speak in the National League West playoff game at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers have a 5-0 lead over the Colorado Rockies in the top of the seventh inning on a pair of two-run home runs by Cody Bellinger and Max Muncy, and then an RBI single by Dodger pitcher Walker Bueller, the first RBI of Bueller's career. Earlier this afternoon at Wrigley in the National League Central playoff game, the Brewers led the Cubs 3-1 with one on and two out in the bottom of the ninth. And Bob Uecker at the WTMJ microphone. Hater ready again. Here it is. Swinging fly ball in the right center. As the Brewers defeated the Cubs 3-1, so Milwaukee advances to the National League Division Series, and the Cubs will now host the loser of the Dodgers-Rockies game in the National League wildcard game. And finally in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Dirk Cutter announced today that Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the Bucs' next game in Week 6 at Atlanta after their bye week. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Ilo. Here at Straight Out of Vegas, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. 
So a top 10 team who performed very well on Saturday night has been a heavy topic on this show over the past couple of weeks, and that would be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who took care of business a 38-17 win over top 10 Stanford on Saturday. You know, that Jonas is like that passive-aggressive person that seems all nice and smiley. <laughs> but when he's saying it's been a big topic on Straight Out of Vegas, let me translate. Brad <laughs> has been playing wrong about Notre Dame. Let's discuss. Does that sound right, Jonas? That, that's about right. Yeah, I, I tried to, uh, to, to cushion the landing a little bit there for Brad. Well, listen, Brad's know? done a great – listen, he's had a great year, and his content's amazing. He's got all the college knowledge. But he's not always right, and we face it here. That's the only way to learn. You were wrong about Notre Dame. You said a couple weeks ago, the most overrated team in college football. What did you get wrong, Brad Powers? I got three things wrong, all on the offensive side of the ball when it concerns Notre Dame. Number one, obviously, quarterback situation for Notre Dame. They switch it up to Ian Book at quarterback. Listen to this. First three games under Brandon Wimbush at quarterback, Wimbush had two total touchdowns, four interceptions. Last two games with Ian Book at quarterback for the Irish, nine total touchdowns, zero interceptions, major upgrade at quarterback. So right now, do you consider Notre Dame even overrated at all? No, the AP poll has them number six. I got them seven or eight in my power ratings. Not overrated. Okay, now, Colin Cowherd, my favorite radio guy. Let's get this straight. We're not afraid. No sacred cows. My favorite radio guy, he had a take on Notre Dame that was just plain wrong. And now this important message. Mainstream media. Miss. This Notre Dame team is different. This is the best Notre Dame team, I'm being honest here, that I've seen since the Lou Holtz era. They are big, and I mean like Alabama big, Georgia big, Oklahoma big up front defensively. Um, they got NFL players. They got Sunday guys defensively. They rolled Stanford. Stanford's a good team. Stanford's a top 7-8 team in the country. Uh, they have now put a new quarterback, Ian, Ian Book, and he's he is a big-time player. So they have solved what was their issue, throwing the ball down the field. This is the best Notre Dame team, my eyes tell me, they've had it in over a decade. Defensively up front, they maybe aren't as good as Clemson up front defensively, but they're every bit as good as the Georgias and the Oklahomas and the Alabamas up front, and they got the quarterback solved. I've always liked Brian Kelly, a little bit of a hothead, a little temperamental, not easy to quarterback for, but um, I've been critical of Notre Dame in the past. This, they are the, the real deal. This team, to me, looks like they can match up with anybody. They may not beat Alabama, but they can match up in the trenches with Alabama. Now, what Vegas does exceptionally well is we – objectively with the numbers assess things so brad this is one of those fantasy odds making deals but notre dame 2012 undefeated going in the national championship game versus this year's notre dame team neutral field what's the line yeah the 2012 team's about a three-point favorite i think everyone the lasting impression was that notre dame team getting crushed by alabama but the reality was that team had a lot of great wins including by 17 on the road in norman oklahoma Okay, so listen, he says they're better than that 12-team. Three-point favorite, that's kind of a small miss. Yep. Well, We wouldn't even have mentioned it. But this one, he said, oh, maybe they don't beat Bama, but they're going to play tooth and nail. Right now, I asked you, I asked Fezzik, I asked our favorite bookmaker, Maddie Holt. You all came within a half a point. What would the line be 
Notre Dame, Bama, neutral field this year. Alabama would be a 17-point favorite right now over Notre Dame. Ooh, so I wonder. I'm going to actually call Colin and say, hey, you said it's going to be close. Give me, I'll, lay, I'll give you four, and let's see if he wants to make one of those $1,000 <laughs> bets that he likes to make. Oh, I'm predicting man. no. That 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 is uh that's a little bit dirty pool, isn't it? Uh, that's no a, I, no, it's all about the cash. Okay, baby. well I guess fair enough. Have um, you heard the songs that we intro our segment? Yes, to? yeah, I heard the tightrope is my favorite. <laughs> I want to walk the tightrope at one point, um, but unfortunately later on I'll get the. Sad oh, you music. will, yeah, you will. of course, uh, guys. Um, there was a, a heavy discussion in the NFL, a hot topic in the NFL. Frank Reich, the Indianapolis Colts head coach, decided in overtime to go for it on fourth down in his own territory, giving the ball back to Houston, who completed a pass, kicked a field goal, and won the game. Controversy, nobody can figure it out. Where do you stand on it? I tell you, Fez, the more I think about the math of this, just straight wins and losses, I think it was almost about break-even, meaning what you gained and what you lost from the Colts' perspective. The most I could think it'd be a smidge negative for the Colts. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. The situation, fourth and four, you get about a 50-50 chance to make it. If you miss it, the other team gets the ball in your 43. If you make it, you're at midfield. Yeah, that's where I dispute with you a little. I think if you do make it, your average gains more than seven yards. It just takes one guy on your back, and they're on the you know the 42 of the other team. You know They kind of try to tackle them at midfield, three strides, and they're at the 42. Pass interference penalties, real chance you could get a 20-yard gain. That's true. Yeah, so let's call it break-even, but even a smidge negative. Okay, for the Colts. Here's my point. Colin made a really good point about this today, and he said, well, listen, the team wants to create a culture of aggressiveness. And I think if you look at Reich's Pedigree, the Eagles, Philly special, a lot of aggressiveness in that Super Bowl. couple drop passes, and we're telling a very different story about the Eagles coaching staff. Also, Brad, you came up with something I hadn't thought of, and it's about the fans. Yeah, well, the, the fans, obviously, they want the, to uh, their coach to go for it in, in that regard. They, they want to see a win. They want aggressive yeah, play so, so it's not only the idea of creating a culture of winning. And, you know, actually, Fez, you were the one on the fan side there, is the idea the fans are going to get excited. But I think there's one more thing, Jonas, that no one's talking about. NBA tanking. Now think about it. Everyone seems to think, oh, yeah, tanking works in the NBA. But, boy, it's distasteful. It's nothing we like to think about too much and or, or watch. The NFL has low tolerance for tanking because there's only 16 games. And physically, it's dangerous to play football less than 100%. So the players got to play hard. But if you have a situation, and I'm just saying, consider if you would, if you have a situation that you can decrease your chance of winning just a little bit, but instead get the fans excited about your aggressiveness and create a culture of aggressiveness... It seems like, what's the upside for the Colts this year? What all, If I said even making the division playoff round, what odds would you give me, Colts? About 25%. So, and making the Super Bowl? One in 20. Or and worse. Or worse. All right. So, if you hardly have any real upside, and you get the fans excited at your aggression, you get the team 
immersed in a culture of aggression, and maybe you have a slightly less chance to win, and because of that, you're going to get a better draft choice? Seems like a win, win, win. Speaking of that, when we come back, we're going to talk and break down Monday Night Football. Fezzik and I have a very intense disagreement. That's RJ Bell, the voice of Las Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. We've got a little bit of breaking news in the NFL we will get to here momentarily. First of all, we want to let you know we are brought to you by GEICO, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, listen, Jonas, let's not make too big of a deal about this. Le'Veon Bell, who should be on the field playing, and I'm saying that as a Steelers fan is saying he might come back week seven. Well, you know what I say as a fan? Congratulations. <laughs> wow. You say you've turned on Le'Veon Bell. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> you know, some would say the following. Peace and love. Peace and love. But I don't believe that. Um, guys, so we had, uh, we, we had we do best bets the final segment of every show here on Straight Out of Vegas. Um, and, and sometimes these best bets are really, really successful, and then sometimes they're not. So I guess it's time to find out who did what, how we performed based on Friday's picks. Yeah, and it, listen, we'll keep this simple. It was a great week. Fez was 2-0 on his bets and 1-0 on line move predictions. Every Tuesday, tomorrow, 6-7 to 7 Eastern, We'll have the second one. We gave out the Bengals, Fez did, plus five and a half. It went down to three and a half. And oh, by the way, before that late, late score, it was at five. Ooh, at Fez's half point would have mattered. Brad, three and one. Ken Thompson from our podcast, we had the audio, one and oh. And I gave a two-teamer, right? I won the first week, didn't win. So we're still up big on my two-teamers. Yeah, and I got screwed. Uh, is what happened. Oh, because I well, had somehow we didn't even. You know what's funny? We've got a list of the best bets, and Jonas's aren't even on there. It's like they're irrelevant. <laughs> they shouldn't be. Now, Unbelievable. What, now, what was your best bet? Uh, Colts by a pick'em. Yeah, Colts by a pick'em. But Frank Reich decided I'm going to set a tone in Indianapolis, and I'm going to have my quarterback throw a ground ball into the turf on fourth and five, and then lose us the game so that DeAndre Hopkins could catch a, a pass I mean, down the middle. how low can you go with this music behind it, you it's unbelievable. without feeling embarrassed? You know, and I don't even blame. You know who? I'm not even going to blame Frank Reich. You know who I blame? I blame R.J. Bell. I blame Steve Fezzik. What? And I blame Brad Powers because being around them has given me a false sense of security that well, listen, I know how to gamble and I don't. Here's what we can do. We can start betting cash between us. And then it will take that security away from you. Yeah, You know what? It's like hanging out with a bunch we'll, of We'll hair. make sure you feel properly humbled. Speaking of that, let's get to it, Fez. <laughs> we talk about the cash here. We've got something on Straight Out of Vegas no other show has. Anytime anyone at the Vegas table, at the wise guy round table, likes a game, someone else, anyone else, even the producers in the other room can run in, grab the button, and press it. It's green, it's big, and it makes this sound. That means automatic $100 bet. Fez, Monday Night Football, who do you like? We know you like someone in this game. I like the home underdog, the Denver Broncos, plus three and a half against Kansas City. 
Auto bet, baby. We are so, <laughs> so disagreeing on this one. But because I'm very confident, I'll let you go first. All right, I think Can- I think Kansas City is overrated. I'm going to give two factors. Two signature you don't wins. You seem very confident. Two sig- very confident. Two signature wins early in the year at the Chargers and at your Steelers. Those signature wins on the road don't look nearly as impressive to me anymore. And a scheduling edge to Denver, their third home game in four weeks. And Kansas City, if you go back to preseason, this is their fifth road game in seven weeks. Maybe Kansas City a little tired for this game. Okay, so we've already bet this one. This is crazy. (laughs) Crazy. And this is old. Listen, Fez looks really young for his age, to be honest with you. He's in his early 50s. Looks good. He claims he can bench 200 pounds. That's just not true. But okay. But this is an outdated mentality. Step in front of the freight train is what I call it. And I get it. Freddie Fanny Pack, Jonas, that crowd is going to probably like Kansas City like me here. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. Freddie and Jonas aren't always wrong. And here's what's wrong. If you step in front of a freight train, sometimes you get run over. And, And let's just look at some numbers here. You talked about early season in Denver. Well, the first two weeks of the year, they are outstanding at home. No doubt about it. They're like 33. If you actually look against the spread, Denver first two weeks of the year, week one or two, 67% against the spread. Week three and four, and we're in week four, 42%. So that idea that you have the altitude and the altitude is something the out of shape early season players struggle with, it's true. Except it gets these players get in shape mighty fast. So now what's left is you've got a situation where Case Keenum's D, uh, QBR last year was number three. Now it's number 26 this season. And oh, by the way, if you like Kansas City like I do, don't be afraid to lay the points. It's been 33 straight games on the road for Kansas City that the spread has not mattered. Either the favorite has won by the spread or the underdog wins straight up. So you sh- if you do like Denver, look to play the money line based on that trend. But if you don't like Denver and you like Kansas City like me and you're smart, don't be afraid to lay it. I'll give you a quick rebuttal. Well, I'm ready to take a money line plus 165 for another 100, <laughs> RJ. Want to do it? Yes! We got two bets. Hey, real quick, you got a prop. You got 10 seconds. Yeah, I'm going Kelsey to go over 75 reception yards. He has torched Denver in the past. That's a bonus prop from Fezzik. We've got two crossfire bets. We've got a prop bet, and we'll have more coming up tomorrow here on Straight Out of Vegas, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.